Hi, this is Chris Baldwin, a.k.a. Fight Goddess with Skull Combat Sports Equipment, and you are listening to Eddie Goldman with No Holds Barred. Hi, my name is Melissa Smith from GirlBoxing.org, and I'm listening to No Holds Barred with Eddie Goldman. Once again, this is Eddie Goldman on No Holds Barred. On this edition of the show, we once again spoke with our colleagues Chris Baldwin of The War Room and Melissa Smith of Girl Boxing on The War Room. A video of this discussion has also been posted on the War Sports YouTube page. We spoke with them by Zoom Tuesday, September 20th. On October 15th, an historic all-women's boxing card will take place at the O2 Arena in London. It is headlined by the Clarissa Shields-Savannah Marshall undisputed middleweight title fight and the Michaela Mayer-Alicia Baumgartner junior lightweight unification title bout. This will be shown on Sky Sports in the UK and ESPN Plus in the US. We discuss this card as well as what else is going on in women's boxing. On September 25th, the beleaguered IBA will have their second presidential election this year. The IBA has been stripped of the right to organize the boxing at the 2024 Paris Olympics, while boxing has been excluded from the initial program for the 2028 Los Angeles Olympics. We discussed the growing influence of Russia in IBA, how this is contributing to the death of Olympic boxing, and more. And now for that discussion. Welcome back to the War Room, my beautiful people and fight fans from all around the world. I am your fight goddess, Chris Baldwin, and I am here with my boxing family, women's boxing historian, Melissa Smith, and my boy, Eddie Goldman, we call him the conscience of combat sports. And before I kick it off to you, Melissa, because we've got not November coming in November, but we've also got a month of uh, in October of women's boxing. So before we kick it off to you, I have to tell you guys that my wife's oncologist today said her tumors are benign. So we Yay. are we are in the clear for another three months. <laughs> we got to we got to keep it going. We got to keep it going. So I had to give you guys an update on that. So look, uh, have, have a drink, a lot of green tea. Tea, right helps. green tea we got all kinds of stuff going on over here eddie you know i'm putting the tinctures together so um so look melissa let's talk about women's boxing because it's we got a full slate come october right it's a full slate it's gonna be exciting let's go yeah well if we had thought that we were in you know the member you know for september with uh that huge 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 all-female fight guard on september 8th um it's kind of like a little bit of a hybrid because we still have some extraordinary boxing going on in September. And now, um, you know, Queen died. Okay, boxing came to a halt in, uh, in England. 
So on that basis, the fight today was uh, announced that it has been rescheduled for October 15th fight, meaning the all-female fight card with Clarissa Shales fighting Savannah Marshall at the top and the co-main between Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner and another six or seven fights on the undercard. A lot of them are sort of more prospects than everything else, but some really great fighters. Uh, I got to say, it was kind of tragic when the fight was called off. I mean, yeah, the queen died, da 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 da, da. But um, the momentum in the UK was really extraordinary. And I have to say that, you know, yours truly had even been asked by BBC to do an interview. So, damn, just hoping that it comes back in October. Um, and the, the Say that again, Eddie. Say that again. Your uh, your uh, internet uh, the internet up. connection spectrum, the piece of shit system. How will this affect the fight? Is because Clarissa Shields wrote on the social media that she had made weight like a day or two before the fight, and that's when this was this was uh, postponed. Yes, I know. And now they have to go back in training. You know, a short training, make weight again in an unusual time frame how is this going to affect it's them? it's going to it's going to be a really tough sell because you know a lot of these women do not walk walk around look in boxing uh women in particular don't necessarily walk around at their weight because they never know where they're going to go in the boxing match they may be up five pounds they may be down 15 because you know the the way that they're getting their opponents and the weights that they're being able to fight in are not necessarily consistent so, yes, it's going to affect them tremendously. Um, and the emotion is going to affect them. I have to tell you, I mean, these women were keyed. They were literally doing their, they they made, they made did their weigh-ins. They did the, the media event the day before where they were out on the docks doing this extraordinary outdoor boxing uh, exhibitions. The, the, it was a fever pitch in London. The press was all over it all up and down this was not just about the boxing press but just you know again bbc all the major players were really part of this plus all the people who came to england to watch the fight there were a lot of fans that came from the united states to come watch this fight not only that but there were boxing people who came to be in this fight uh to be there and support the women fighting so whether or not that momentum will be able to to come back on the 15th, whether, you know, fighters like Clarissa Shields or Savannah Marshall, you know, the, the, those at the top of the card, Michaela Mayer, Alicia Baumgartner, can recapture that energy and that emotion and be able to, to really uh, be able to focus on coming into the fight on weight and with the same kind of uh, heed into what this fight is. The other thing is, you know, the... The date also had an, an effect on Clarissa Shields in that she was supposed to come jump back into MMA in November. And that's why the September 8th date was to have been the last date. So she and her manager, um, Mark Taffet, was the XHBO uh, PP, you know, boxing um, pay per view guru, uh, had to work with PFL to uh, who she does MMA with to kind of slip that date. So there were a lot of things specifically around Clarissa, never mind all the other fighters on the card who may have had other obligations. So 
That all being said, the card has been set most brilliantly. It will also be at the London O2. So in the same arena, it'll be in London. It's an all-female card. So that's that's just extraordinary. And whether people will be able to come back for the event, you know, that, right. we'll, we'll see how that all goes. Um, one thing Clarissa said, though, that was positive was she said, well, my mom can now get her passport in time and maybe she'll be able to come. Right. So that was a big positive. But as I said, you know, September was just prior to when that fight kicked off. There were two fights that were held in Costa Rica. I know. And, I um, saw the some of the commentary. And, yeah. And, and they were really great boxing. I mean, talk about a terrific way to lead into an all-female card was a card in Costa Rica that was headed up by a female male event, uh, a female uh, main event with Yocasta Valle, who is a, uh, she is uh, minimum weight at 108, which is the same um, weight class as Sinisha Sinisha Estrada. And she fought uh, a Vietnamese fighter, Titu Nguyen, I'm massacring these names, so please, I apologize. She uh, was the holder of the WBO World Minimum title. And so this was a uh, a terrific opportunity to unify. And I've got to tell you, Valle was amazing in the ring. She never put a foot wrong. She never put a punch wrong. She had ring mastery. She had superb shot selections. And she was in probably the best shape of her life. So that was an extraordinary fight to watch. A little backstory there is that she had actually come to Golden Boy in the hope of being able to fight Sinisa Estrada at 108 for either a unification or even better as an undisputed opportunity. Sinisa has since left over the summer and she's now with top rank so we'll see how all of that's going to unfold but i have to tell you a fight between those two women will be extraordinary and in recognition of her uh excellent fighting she even made the top 10 pound for pound for the ring and and deservedly so congratulations Um, yeah so the other fight on that card was um a a woman named uh a, a sorry, um, Adelaida Ruiz. And she was also just awesome. She fought Sonia Osario was for an interim world superfly at WBC, you know, interim, whatever they pay the sanctioning piece. She was the co-main on, again, on this fight card. And it was P.S. a golden boy fight card with two women at the top of the card from Costa Rica. So like, Hallelujah to you guys. Right. Ah, superb boxing. Just beautiful. She, again, ring generalship, great movement in the ring. She is something in the Superfly division, and we hope to see more more of her uh, because she put on a magnificent performance, as I said, as a lead into what would have been the September 8th all-female card. It was great. Okay, so that didn't happen, and now here we are, and we've got two huge fights this weekend plus one debut the first is amanda serrano is fighting this weekend she is she is she's fighting in manchester england 
What? She is on a hear about that fight in Manchester, England. And she is going to be unifying featherweight with Valerie Mahood. Um, She's uh, right. Who's she fighting? Let me just get that name. Yeah, she's fighting um, Mahood, who's 11 and 0 and 3. Um, she has an IBF belt, so you know it's not like she's coming in there not uh, with something. You know, um, is she going to be able to really hold off Amanda? She Serrano? might well just hand really that know. belt over to Amanda. <laughs> but uh, you know, Serana will. I know we looking for KO number thirty-one mm-hmm. right now. She's been at thirty KOs for a while, but this is her first fight after Taylor Serrano because the fight she was supposed to have. Um, on on Showtime on the on the Jake Paul card didn't happen, but she will be on this card in Manchester. It'll be televised on ESPN because it's part of a Sky Sports deal, and they're going to be showing it in the nice. United States. Yeah, it's ESPN uh, Plus. Yeah, well, ESPN Plus. Although, although I'm not sure if they're showing her fight because they they're showing the main event of. Joe Joyce versus Joe. Yeah, no, Parker. I understand I that they're going to definitely show her fight. Okay, that's my understanding from what I was told. Um, but at the same time, on the zone, you're going to have Hannah Rankin, who um, has uh, two belts now at 154 pounds, and she is going to be fighting Terry Harper, the British girl who you know got like. Hit so hard by Alicia Baumgartner she that she literally knocked couldn't out fall. on her feet. Right, she was like this. Her knocked body just didn't know. Literally right. knocked out on her feet, and then she was supposed to fight uh, Heather Hardy, and that fight didn't happen because Heather broke her wrist. And then, anyway, she had gone up to lightweight, won her last bout, and now she's jumped up to 154 to super welterweight to fight what? Hannah Rankin in <laughs> Scotland. Crazy, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, in England, they're like, oh, Harper by UD. Rankin, you know, put a girl in a coma. So, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we shall see how that's going to go. And, you know, Natasha Jonas fought two weeks ago at 154 and did a beautiful job. So, it's setting up for some interesting opportunity in the 154 division. Plus, you got this Canadian fighter uh, who's even though she's 7-0 and as a pro, she's been around since 2012, uh, well, before 2012, as an amateur fighter in, out of Canada, a really excellent boxer. She's just basically knocked out every one of her opponents. Um, so she's coming into the one, she's also a 154 and a real contender for a title fight tomorrow. So um, 154 is really hitting up for women. And then we have Chris Cyborg, Doing her big boxing debut down in Brazil on the, Sunday at one fifty four. Female Anderson Silva. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really kind of interesting. You know, um, I guess Eddie. Before the show, we were talking about her and you know how she had been knocked down in MMA pretty badly, and you know she has not had the best time with Dana White and UFC. Um, She's also you know, who been... d- doesn't white Dana White doesn't like people that aren't white. He doesn't like women 
Yeah. You know, he doesn't like LGBTQ people. Yeah. Only likes money from. Yeah. So. So with Cyborg, you know, she. Prime, um, you know. She's also been uh, been close to people like uh, Clarissa Shields, and she has sparred with her. You know, they she's been a sparring partner for Clarissa getting ready for fights. So she's been around boxing and she's fought with some, she sparred at least a couple of years ago, thinking about crossing over onto this side. So it's, that's going to be very interesting. And there's an opportunity potentially if she wins and if she, you know, right. gets comfortable in the sport to um, maybe make some money on some super fights with the hope that she will potentially bring over some MMA bands into boxing so uh this could be good i've also also heard rumors that holly home may well entertain even though she's just been inducted in the hall of fame yada yada she is entertaining crossing back from mma back into boxing and maybe uh come up with some fights because she's ready you know she loves boxing that's her first love part of why she left boxing in the first place because you couldn't make any money she made a lot of money in mma but now there's some you know so look for that possibility and there may be some interesting opportunity but as i said what it means is that there's the potential for fans of cyborg fans of holly home and and and, uh, mma female fighters of that caliber kind of taking a look at what's happening in boxing so we're certainly hoping that that all happens. All right. That's good. Stuff uh, yeah. Right yeah. There. All these cards that you discussed, none of them are in the United States. Uh, no. I mean, I got to tell you, boxing in the USA, no. for women, you still can't get on a bloody PBC card. Forget right. it. Never going to happen. Showtime, only if somebody else is producing. I mean, they, uh, they had a woman, uh, you know, when they did their show and, and, in, or on on the weekend of the Hall of Fame in June, they had a female fight. It was a Debella Carr. You know, he was promoting, so he had a few of his fighters on there, and one of them had to be canceled. That was Jessica <clears throat> Cabrera, who fought this weekend. That's not even worth talking about because her her uh, opponent was a t- tomato can. But um, you know, it's pathetic. Where the good, there's even a great fight card in germany this weekend uh this woman sarah borman who's a strawweight um she's actually ranked in as a strawweight even though she doesn't have any big belts yet um but she's the main event in germany you know on uh, on a fight card with seven or eight fights so she's doing a 10 rounder it's for a baby belt i think wbc silver or something but it's again making her bringing her ready to compete at that level, um, getting ready for a, a big uh, fight at for a belt, and uh, there's real opportunity again at that weight. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But to your point, Annie, yeah, not one of these fights is in the United States this weekend. Right, and and even when they're going to show the fights from the UK on ESPN Plus, which is a separate requires a separate uh, subscription, yep. they're going to be on in the afternoon. Well, yeah, because they're UK. Right. All of these yeah, fights will be in the, in the afternoon because that's that. Nothing you can do about it. I mean, I will say 
uh, the Golden Boy card. Well, it was Golden Boy. <laughs> but yeah, it was Costa Rica. That that was the main event, but it was Costa Rica. And the two fighters were Costa Rica. In Costa Rica. Yeah, they, they uh, trained in the United States, but they fought down there. All right. Coach G. Another uh, another example of boxing shooting itself in the foot. Every, yep. Almost every other sport is expanding. Uh, women, women sport Say that over, Eddie. Your your yeah. internet's breaking up. Crap system that I'm stuck with. You know, Are you watching the Yankees the, while you talk to us? The, yes, but the sound is off, so that's not right. It's because of the internet connection. The most other sports, either women's divisions or just women's sports organizations, are really starting to grow. And the one that's holding it back, particularly, is in American boxing. Again, shooting itself in the foot once again with these misogynists that are that are running it. So, well, not only that, but American. I mean. Look at how marginalized boxing is. You can't even find it on television anymore. There's no regular boxing. You never know. Every week, you know, where where's boxing? We rely on people like Don Raphael, Dan Raphael, who sends out his like weekly letter that notes, hey, these are the fights this weekend. How would you even know? Even five years ago, you could watch Friday night fights with regularity, right? Exactly. We don't know when fights are gonna happen. And where are they shown? Other than local markets or these really funky streaming services, I went to try to get a streaming of the Jessica Cabrera fight. I mean, it was beyond dodgy. I My bank called me and said, I'm sorry, you tried to put through a transaction. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's really bad. Right. <laughs> and I don't like, trust okay, those sites. Right. You know, so, okay, Fight TV, you're all right, UFC, but they're just not really meant for boxing right and their production values suck so even disowned production values are still not where it needs to be to really produce boxing right and showtime agree. you don't know and then you got people coming in and out as as announcers i mean it's just lousy. it's a shit show it's, it's a, a shit, shit show, show. Exactly. So, yeah, it's no wonder the Center of Women's Boxing is in London, which is a shock. It's in England. It's shocking. Right. Absolutely shocking. Well, look, uh, that was excellent coverage, Melissa. Thank you. Uh, Eddie, let's jump over to you. Did you, anybody watch the Canelo fight? Did you see that on the stream afterwards? I yeah, saw nobody was interested. Nobody, nobody was, was interested. interested. I wasn't interested. It and was I love entirely, Canelo. Pre entirely predictable what happened. I, and I love Canelo, but I was so not interested in seeing that. So I'm glad the trilogy is over and we can move on. We are done. And we he's going done. for surgery, right? Who? He's got to have wrist surgery, Canelo. Oh. Uh, he's claiming, so. you know, my my I, I hurt my wrist in the 11th round of the plant fight. It's been hurting ever since. Mm. So, yeah, that explains Bivol, right. Right? right? Okay. Right. And, and now and now I got to go have surgery. All right, right. But look, Eddie, take us, because uh, I know there, the IBA Congress is coming up. So uh, give us an update on what's going on with the IBA and amateur boxing, because Olympic boxing is on the downward spiral, folks. Y yes. It's about to the, be terminated. The the comment that I would have about the future of Olympic boxing and particularly the IBA 
and I'm not a religious person by any means, but I'll say these words about it in Hebrew. That's Kaddish, the Jewish prayer for the dead. And that's where Olympic boxing is going. If they if they reelect Umar Kremlev as president of the FBA at the Congress's coming state, they basically assured that the IOC is never going to sanction them. There's so much going on. I just wrote a couple of articles about this on my Patreon site. The IBA moved most of its uh, activity and headquarters from their official headquarters in Lausanne, Switzerland, where most of the Olympic federations are. And of course, the IOC. Say that part over, Eddie. Most of their administrative activities from Lausanne, Switzerland. Can you hear me? It says my internet connection is unstable. They moved it to Moscow, Russia. The IOC was not happy about that. There's a lot of stuff that's that's going on. And I think at this point... Did you, would you say that one more time? Did you say IBA moved to Moscow? They moved... Officially, their headquarters are in Lausanne, Switzerland, but they moved most of their administrative activities, according to the IOC, to Moscow, Russia. In the middle, while the war in Ukraine, Russia's aggression against Ukraine is still continuing, even though Russia is, is starting to get its butt kicked in that. And the sanctions are still in place. It's very hard to travel to Russia. All the stuff that's, that's going on with Russia is still continuing. And at the same time, and, and I, I wrote about this, you had a situation where uh, Putin was speaking at the, uh, of the recent Shanghai Cooperation Organization, the, the meeting of that. Now, this is an organization that's a military, political, economic, and security alliance, and it includes China, Russia, India, Pakistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan. Uh, Iran is in the process of joining, and Belarus has applied to for membership. And the relationship to sports and boxing is this. Putin was quoted as saying, there are good opportunities to intensify sports cooperation with the prospect of holding major sporting events under the auspices of the SCO, that's the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. To do this, we could think about creating an association of sports organizations under our association, unquote. And this was made Say that over, Eddie. This is made even clearer by Lukashenko, the dictator of Belarus, which is aligned with, with Russia and is Putin's pal, sort of his junior partner. Lukashenko said, quote, we suggest the possibility of holding a complex of sporting competitions within the framework of the SCO. Summer events in 2024, winter in 2026, unquote, which means they want to directly compete if they get this off the ground, which is doubtful. They want to directly compete with the 2024 
Summer Olympics, that's in Paris, and the 2026 Winter Olympics in Milano, Cortina. And it looks like Russia realizes they're not getting back in the good graces of the IOC anytime soon. So what they want to do is set up these splinter events, split up the Olympic movement, and the IOC is not going to take kindly to any of this. Now, if they want to create this association of sports federations and IBA is officially said, and they have to decide this by the way, in early 2023 about the 28 Olympics where the boxing's on the program. It's not that only a few months before they make that, that final decision. Cause they make these decisions, you know, several years ahead of time to do all the planning and all of this. If boxing is off the Olympic program in 28, if IBA has no chance of getting back into being recognized as the Olympic Boxing Federation, and this thing that Putin is proposing with Lukashenko gets off the ground, what do you think is going to be the recognized as the governing body for boxing by this new splinter well, yeah, but meanwhile, you know, they're meeting in China. There is no way in hell the Chinese are going to bail on the Olympics. Are they? Chinese, how mental are they? It's not going to happen. They could still try to hold an event, patch together five or six different countries, and hope that the athletes and countries that participated in them don't get banned by the IOC. But they, they probably will that. because you're competing. You are like seriously going right. to split but up. But how your... are you even getting, you know, how does it even, how do the fights or whatever the sports are, how do they even count within the amateur right. worlds? Because, you know, as with IBA, IBA is in charge of elite boxing, right? That's all elite boxing, they, all, they all that international. Let me just finish the thought. Yeah. All international boxing events are sanctioned by IBA, the Olympics being the pinnacle. So if they're then, you know, if an organization like that or, or you know, the head of soccer or whatever other sports, the swimming, you're telling me that the swimming the, the the international swimming organization that sanctions all of the elite swimming events and gives out all the medals and everything else, right. they're going to then sanction the actual games of this little splinter group. They're mental. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, especially if they're having the games at the same time the Olympics is going there on. There is no way but in no the hell way. that these organizations are going to participate. I mean, but fine, they, they want to remove their like four countries. We re we revolt. We refuse to be in the Olympics. Well, <laughs> bye. See <ya>. Right, <laughs> but bye. they could try it anyway with athletes from Russia, do. from Belarus, and whoever they can whoever they can pay off to participate in them. Remember that one of the people that's been working very closely with IBA is Roy Jones Jr. and a lot of other people have He's been hooked up with IBA. So. They could throw money around. It's not going to be a big successful competitor, but in terms of where we have, uh, you know, I, I, but I got to tell you, we don't even know how long Putin's going to be in that chair. So exactly. whatever. I, oh, I, I I agree that that it's a it's extreme long shot. But to me, IBA as an organization has to figure 
we're not getting back with the IOC. So what do we do as an organization? Where do we go? And I got to assume that a couple of weeks ago, just shortly before the, their Congress, where was Kremlev? He was in Moscow, smiling and hanging around with Putin when they opened up the International Boxing Center. You got to assume they discussed more than just cut the ribbon for this. Why are they opening up a big international boxing center now in Russia when Russia is not even allowed to participate under its own flag and name in Olympic boxing? They're making plans. They're making separate plans. They may fail, but they're making separate plans. Oh well, that's good. Keep making those plans, Putin. But they're assuming Kremlin's going to Kremlin's going to win, right? I mean, right. I, otherwise, why make the plans? I think he's going to, because he's been traveling the last several months. If you read all over, all over the Middle East, all over Africa, the vote is one federation, one vote, and in a lot of these federations that have very little or even no boxing, you throw a little bit of money. He's been opening up academies all over the place. You throw some money at them. And you look at the Common Cause Alliance only had between 15 and 18 members signing up for it. And they were almost all from, from Western countries. So, so I don't know how strong they are. So meanwhile, you know, like I, USA Boxing Today came out for, came out against Kremlev today, you know. Right. So and and other teams have been very vocal in that. So um, well, I it's guess it's going to lead to a split. It's going to. Well, you're you're right. It may well do so, and then fuck the athletes, right? Fuck all the women right. who have the opportunities that they have precisely because they've been able to box in the Olympics. It's p absolutely pathetic. It's criminal, and these people just need to just they go away, care. go into yeah. a goddamn hole. Like, We'll all compete in Moscow and leave the rest of the world alone to do the right thing for young people and for elite, for the elite of this sport to have these opportunities. It's absolutely pathetic. I agree, Melissa. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover, Eddie, before we close the show today? Well, just one non-boxing thing. You know, with all the negativity and all the stuff we see happening in boxing there are some sports activities which are more fun i've been following very closely what's happening with aaron judge in his pursuit of uh roger maris's legitimate home run record and uh it's it's just a lot of fun i'm old enough to remember when maris hit 61 back in 1961 now Damn. 61 years later he's on the path of getting 61 for your People that believe in your uh, numerology and right. superstitions and that other things. So awesome. see, that's an interesting, interesting coincidence. And he's been very, uh, very humble about this. And of course, it brings up the real, the the real question of what's the legitimate single season home run record? Because Barry Bonds had seventy three, and Sosa had mm. a whole bunch of sixties, and McGuire had seventy, and. All of those records, most people believe are illegitimate because they were, they were just totally juiced up on steroids. Now, not that the, the the drug testing is that great in Major League Baseball, but it's not like it was back in the past because it was also pointed out Judge's 
way ahead of everybody else. It's not like everybody's hitting 60 home runs as it was happening in the late 90s and early 2000s. He's something like 20-something ahead of the, the next highest home hitter in America. Break it up, Eddie. Break it up. It's fun. And it I is. Just Go Yankees. Hey. Yes. All right. Very good. All right, so look, uh, Eddie, tell the people where they can find you. All right, on tw- I'm on Twitter a lot, talking about politics and sports and culture and all kinds of things, at NHB News. By the way, I just found a series of articles which I haven't had a chance to read on the Times of London on corruption in boxing and the Olympic movement that just, that just came out. So Inside the Games had a summary of them about that, quoting Ho Kim, a former top executive in IEVA, as it was then called. So try to check that out. And my Patreon page, subscribe to that. You get all the, the crap that's out there, all the nonsense that's not really covering what, the essence of what's going on. Check it out at patreon.com slash Eddie Goldman and support independent journalism. And my website, Eddie Goldman. Dot com and I'm here right now in New York, New York. New York. It's so nice they named it twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melissa, tell the people where they can find you, baby. So uh, I am at Girl Boxing now. My website is girlboxing.org. One thing I didn't mention about uh, what we'll call Febtober uh, is that we also have the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame induction ceremony oh, nice. in Las Vegas? Yes, yeah. baby. October, uh, on October 22nd, I will be there. So we'll do a show about it. Oh, Just I might really try to come out. Stuff. Oh, yes, please. I girl, might try please to come, come out. out. So we will do a show about that. Um, it's really exciting because it's, it, it's, 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 it's sold out or just right. about sold out. So that's really, that's, that's really fantastic. Great. So I feel really good about that. So, you know, women have that lovely space of their own. And and otherwise, life is good. All right. That's good to hear from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Right. Oh, well, look, I'm in West Hollywood today and I am your fight goddess. You guys can find me on Twitter when I'm not being suspended because I am that angry black woman at Angry Afro Radio and now on Instagram at Fight. Goddess Fitness. You guys check us out. You guys stay tuned for next time. Until then, peace, love, and push-ups.